All right. How to get your prayers answered, uh, 101, part two. All right. So um, we talked about this on Wednesday. All right. Talked about what prayer is, what prayer is not. Prayer is not sitting somewhere with your eyes closed, trying to empty out your mind. That's new age. Somebody say amen. Prayer is not a moment of silence. At a school, at an event, at your job. Let's have a moment of silence. 911, let's have a moment of silence. What are we doing in the moment of silence? Being silent. That's all it is. Now, it may be, you know, that we, that's a moment of honor or something like that. You know, we were in Hawaii uh, this summer, and uh, we went to Pearl Harbor, and it was like 300 to 400 people on that boat because you have to go on a boat to go over to where it is, to, to where the monument is or whatnot. Uh, and uh, with 300 people over there, everybody was quiet. Just went, Honoring the dead. We weren't, that wasn't prayer, though. We were having a moment of silence. There was a lot of people over there, but you couldn't hear anything. Right? Moment of silence, is that prayer? No. Repeating words incoherently over and over and over. Is that prayer? No. Crossing your legs in the lotus position, chant, making chants, is that prayer? Lighting candles and rubbing your hand over there, is that prayer? No, that's demonic. Stop doing that. Right? <laughs> prayer at the heart is communicating with God reverently and openly. Right? What is prayer? Why do we pray? Prayer is communion with God in order to intimately know him, love him, and worship him. Number two, understand and conform our lives to his will and his ways. Number four, access and advance his kingdom, power, and glory. And number, number three, number four, to get our wants and needs met. Somebody say amen. We talked about there being different types of prayer, and we'll get into some other different types of prayer. I believe Thursday and Friday get into intercession, right? How to pray for other people, right? And the boundary of praying for other people because you can't, you can't pray your will over other people. You can't, you can't overthrow their will in prayer. That's called witchcraft, right? Manipulate. We, that's not what we're doing. Somebody say amen. We said step one, number one is be specific when you pray and stand on the promises of God, right? Be specific when you pray. Don't just pray shotgun prayers or broad prayers and just pray every day. Father, just thank you for blessing everybody everywhere. Just thank you, Lord, for doing good to everybody in every place. And thank you, God, for every church and every place and every pastor and every Christian. And just, Lord, just blessing us and just blessing, blessing, just do good. Okay, first of all, you don't have the faith for everybody in the world. You just don't. It's like, it's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed everybody in the world. I got enough money to feed everybody. Remember, faith is currency, Right? You can have a lot of it. You can have a little bit of it, right? Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. You don't have immeasurable faith. Jesus was the only one that had the spirit of God without measure. Have faith without measure, right? All right, so we don't do shotgun prayers. We don't pray broadly. I mean, we can't. It doesn't really do nothing but make us feel good. And then how do you know if God answered that or not, Right? It has to be very, just like goals, right? Smart goals, you remember? Smart, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, all right? And time-centered, right? Right? So you ought to be able to know if God answered prayer or not. Hello? Right? What are you praying for, husband? Be the answer to prayer or not. Yeah. Did it? Well, I'm still waiting. No. Well, I don't know. You got to be able to know. Right? So it has to be specific enough. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. All right. And number two, we talked about taking the word of God. Right? 
Pray according to the word of God. Having promises. Having promises that back up what you're praying for. Remember we talked about that? Get, <clears throat> get the word of God to base your prayer on. Right? So remember on Wednesday, we call that categories. You writing down your prayer requests. And we call that categories. We helping people with scriptures to stand on. Right? Scriptures to stand on. All right. Now, whenever, here's, here's, here's my point for today. Whenever you get ready to believe God for something, right, uh, what you're doing is you're believing God who is supernatural, right? Anybody ever seen God? Anybody ever touched God, right? Not in the flesh, not physically. I've heard the voice of God, but not physically heard the voice of God. Have you? Anybody? No, not me. Right? So, prayer is a supernatural exercise. It's something we do on earth, but we transcend into heaven and other spiritual realms. Right? So, prayer is kind of ethereal. Right? It's, it's, you can't touch it. You can't taste it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Or better, we walk by faith and not by our senses. Cannot be perceived with the physical senses. So when you're praying, you've got this natural world working for you or against you. Against you. Your eyes will work against you. Lord, thank you that I have more money than I need. And then you pull up your account on your phone. It says I'm negative. <laughs> your eyes are playing tricks on you. <laughs> no, this physical world is against you. This, this off gate. So when you believe for something supernatural, the natural world it's going to tell you the opposite. That's why we can't walk by our senses after we have prayed, right? We walk by faith. Faith in what? Faith in what? Faith in the word of God. And it, didn't God say if we ask anything in his name? Jesus said if we ask anything in his name. So that we're basing our prayer on that. So we, we believe in the character of God which we cannot touch, smell, see, taste. Did I get all of them? See, touch, smell, taste, or hear. With, with our physical ear. thank you. Right? So everything in the natural is working against us. <laughs> all right, here we go. Anything else working against us? Anything else working against us? The enemy, Satan, will work against you. Now, I know some of you have what I call spiritual low self-esteem. So you wouldn't think the devil on this one little prayer request, he wouldn't be working against me. But we're going to show you that he does, and we're going to show you why. We're going to show you why. Not, not, you know, not Satan himself. Most of us are not strong enough to have... Satan himself get his attention, but he has an army of demons that will work against us and for, for specific reasons. All right? Let me just, let me just tell you real, real simply why. Because prayer is spiritual warfare. And all war is about what? Anybody remember? Taking territory. Taking territory. Y'all remember when the Taliban and all that stuff was gone? They said, oh, they're taking this city in Afghanistan. They're headed toward where? Kabul, which was the what? Capital. No, which was the capital, right? So they said, if they take the capital, we're going to be in trouble because that's where the U.S. embassy is. 
and they kept coming forward. Nobody stopped them, right? Inch by inch, mile by mile, they took another city. They took another city. All war is about what? Territory. And why do people want certain territory? Well, that's where the oil is, or that's where this is, or this is the holy land. You know, they're fighting over Jerusalem and all of that because, you know, the Arabs and the Muslims say, this is our spot, you know. Our father's Abraham. Are they, are they telling the truth? Their father is Abraham. <laughs> Ishmael, right? Esau. And then, uh, 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 and then, and then, and Israel said, no, this is our holy land. Our father's Abraham. Is that true? Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> so they're fighting over the territory. Not necessarily because that's where the oil is, because that's what the holy land is ours. Every, I want y'all to hear this. Hear this, mama. Every prayer request, everything you pray for, every little bitty thing you pray for and believe God for, and God does it by faith, I don't care if it's a mile or inch. It's another, it's some more territory that you've taken by force for the kingdom of God. You got it by faith. You didn't get it stripping, mama. See, some people get it stripping. It still belongs to the devil. <laughs> some people got their house selling meth to people. Hello? Some people got their car. Hello? Doing all kind of stuff. Only fans. Girl made a million dollars in in thirty minutes. What's it, is that called? Only fans. Yeah. The devil ain't fighting that. He promoting that because that's still his stuff. But y'all, when you stand flat footed and you take the word of God. And it says, my God shall supply all of my need. And the bank turn you down. And everything around you say, no, no, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Your, your mom and them say, girl, don't try to take too much more that you can chew and all that stuff. And all that stuff, everything around you say you can't get it. But you say, no, it is written, devil, it's mine. I've already prayed for it. I've touched and agreed. And when you get it, it's territory for, come on, for the kingdom of God. And it brings glory to God. That's why the devil fights you. So, the natural is fighting you. Carnal people are fighting you. Because they don't want you to have it no way, Alex. They jealous. They saying all kind of stuff because they jealous of get up, you know, that's a lot now. Don't get beside yourself now, girl. Now, get out there, you know, jobs is unstable. People losing their homes. They don't want you to have it. Your physical senses are telling you you don't have it. And then the devil's sending these little imps to tell you you're not going to get it and you don't have it. That's called doubt. All right? So point number two, is this good already? Point number two, how to get your presence no, uh, 101. What, what point is this, Tia? Could you write it? it ain't two. What is it? Is this three? All right. Point number three, resist all doubt. Everybody say that. Everybody say, I have to resist all doubt. If you're going to get something from God, now, people don't understand this. They believe that they can pray and then harbor doubt, talk doubt, and then say, God, well, why you didn't do it? See, I'll never get my prayers answered. No, 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 no. Not doubting is part of the process. And if there is anything hard to prayer, that's what makes it difficult. <laughs> It's like shooting a free throw 
at your opponent's place and everybody's doing this and making noise, you know. See, when you're a rocket and you're in Houston and you shouldn't free throw, everybody's quiet. But when you're a rocket and you're in L.A., you play for the Rockets and you're like, everybody's shaking the shaker, screaming, they trying to shake the stadium, right? That's what prayer is. You're trying, you're trying to believe God for something supernatural amongst a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of entities that don't want you to get it. They want you to miss. Somebody say amen. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. One of the greatest promises of the word of God. But not so easy for us to carry out. What does it say? For verily I say. Now, why does it say verily? What does verily mean? Just as Jesus saying truly, the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. When the truth said, now, for real on this, that true, true. He double true in it. Jesus, who is the truth, ain't never lied. Jesus, you ain't got to assure me you're not a liar. You've never told a lie. He said, yeah, but I just want to overemphasize the truth on this one. Truly, truly, verily, verily, right? For verily, I, truly, I say unto you. There's nothing more truer than I'm getting ready to tell you. Whoever, everybody say whosoever. <laughs> I love what Kenny Hagin said, whosoever surely means me. Are you a whosoever? I mean, you might not be rich, you might not be tall, you might not be smart, you, whatever you want to think. But are, do you qualify as a whosoever though? The only qualifier of a whosoever is that you still above ground, breathing, walking, and thinking. Whosoever. That's all, that's all you need. Whosoever, right? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and Ten Commandments of Faith, right? And you know what the Ten Commandments of Faith is? Thou shalt not doubt, thou shalt not doubt, thou shalt not doubt, thou shalt not doubt ten times. Whosoever should say, it doesn't give you the option to doubt, though. It doesn't give you the option to doubt. Whosoever should say and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Now, how do you know people are doubting in laundry? How do you know it if you're dealing with another person? Huh? You hear what they're saying. Whosoever should say and don't change what they say. Now, I'm going to say some stuff, and I've heard people in here say this, so you think I'm talking about you? I am talking about you. Well, I was just thinking out loud. Don't think out loud. Because what you're saying, whenever you start talking, spiritual law starts in effect. Every time, y'all, we are, the Bible says over in Genesis 1 translation, when he breathed into Adam's nostrils, we became speaking spirits like God. Remember, God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Y'all remember God said that? Okay. What was his likeness? And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Every time we begin to speak, we put into motion spiritual law. Do you know that? And if it's not interrupted, it's going to do like God. My word will not return unto me void, but will accomplish that which I send it to do. If it's not interrupted, that stuff that you said has set something in the motion that cannot be, you're the only person that can reverse it. There are times I've done it, Dr. Rogers has done it, Pastor Gould's done it, we've heard Ken Hagen talk about it, Ken Cope. Y'all, times when I've, we've gone to pray for people to be healed, 
And God say, don't lay hands on them. Don't pray for them. Why not? They're going to die. Why? Spiritual laws have been set in motion, and you cannot reverse them at this time. Y'all, they say, I don't know Kobe, I wasn't a Kobe fan. They say Kobe said he wanted to die young and be a legend. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. That's what they say he said. But y'all, we could have prayed all, you know, all day and all night. Spiritual law had been set in motion that could not be reversed. Elvis Presley said he didn't want to live older than his mother. He wanted to die at the same age his mother died. Spiritual law had been said in motion. He died, he died the age of his mother. <laughs> Pray all you want to. Pray all you want to. Jimmy Hendrix wrote a song, something about the battle of the Jimmy, saying five years, some Jimmy's going to be dead. He died to the day that he released that song five years later. Spiritual law. Spiritual law set in motion. So that's why we can't be flipping with our words. Uh, I, was just, I was just in my feelings and talking. Those are the kind of excuses we give for saying stupid stuff. We, we, we can't. Yo, we got to be very careful what we're saying. Somebody say amen. And if we say the wrong thing, let's go back and, Lord, I counsel that in Jesus' name. Come on, just say it. I know you got some stuff. Lord, I counsel every negative word I've spoken over my life, every wrong thing I've said, and started in motion. You know, part of, part of, part of uh, the rules of conversation and dialogue is letting a person speak and not interrupt them. You know that? You know, I, I, I interrupt people a lot. Some of y'all be in counseling session, I interrupt you when you're talking to me. You know why? Because I hear you starting to say stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say that. I'll break that rule. Because I hear you say, starting to say stuff. And even as you explain your problem, starting to, I, pastor, I can't, the, whoa, 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 what you saying? I can't do what? You locking yourself out of the blessing of God. No matter how many people pray for you, how much oil we drip on you, how, how many days we fast and, and intercede for you, when you say, I can't, even God can't do nothing because you've said. Jesus said, for truly I say unto you, whosoever, I'm a whosoever, whosoever truly means me, shall say unto this mountain, be our move, should I, and, and, and cast in, be thy cast to the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith. He keeps saying what he's saying. He's not changing what he says. He shall have, this is the problem, he shall have whatsoever he said. Whatever you say, you're going to have it. When you say it over and over, you don't doubt it. There's no interruption. You're going to have it. Somebody say amen. All right, so what causes us to doubt? We already talked about. We're living in the natural. We live in the natural, yo. One moment. And so as we live in the natural, so many things are working against us. Trying to believe for healing, but I still feel sick. <laughs> what do I do? I keep saying what I said. Elijah, find that scripture. He won't alter the thing that comes out of his mouth. All right. I remember I was thinking about you this morning, Randy. And uh, well, I tell you what, we have some children. My mom talks about her grandchildren. They, they just believe with you. They'll pray with you. They'll believe with you. And something was going on. It was just like every other day, something was going on. I was getting back in shape, trying to, and man, I twisted my ankle real bad. And my son came in there. I said, Rondy, I, 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 I prayed, I believe. I shouted like believe I received. I said, come here. He came in there. I said, help me out the bed. I couldn't even walk. I couldn't walk. 
You remember this? He said, I said, I'm believing God. I said, I couldn't even get my shoe on because my, my ankle was so swollen. I said, I believe God that my ankle is healed. He said, come on, get out of bed. We got, he got me out of bed. And I was on him like this. He said, I don't know whose idea was. Maybe it was his or mine. Let's go out and play some basketball. We got basketball court in the back. He said, all right. He went up and got his stuff. He said, come on, Dad, come on. I was going real slow. Come on. I believe I received. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed in Jesus' name. So I went out there, man, finally got my <laughs> Shall not doubt. We living in the natural, though. We living in the natural world. That pain shooting through my ankle. What does that say? Fool, you not healed. Go back and lay down. That was that pain say. Get off your foot. Put it up. My mom would say, baby, put some ice on it. Right? She natural. When it comes to medical stuff. No, no, daddy, come on. Come on. And then I was coming around. He's like, no, no, daddy, come on. You got you to guard me. He was putting it on through his leg. And I was like, no, man, it hurt. He said, no, daddy, don't say you was healed. Boom, 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 boom. And, man, we kept playing, kept playing, kept playing in 30 minutes. No, I was perfectly normal. Right? Because I said the word, I prayed the word. We don't doubt. We don't doubt. We don't doubt. We don't change what we're saying. Even though the natural says you don't have it, even though the pain is still there, right? It don't matter. There you go, every night with an empty bed, an empty pillow. You said, no, I still got my man. Somebody say amen. I'm married. Go back over there. Look at that wedding dress. I got it. I got it. Somebody say amen. Shut up, devil. You, how many times I done said that? Anybody ever heard me say that in my house? Shut up, devil. I do have it. What's wrong with daddy? Don't worry about it. I'm not doubting. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm not doubting. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain and shall not doubt, the devil's going to fight you. The world's going to fight you. Carnal people are going to fight you. Right? But it doesn't mean you can't have what you say. Right? Doubt is from the devil. Everybody say that. Doubt is from the devil. Doubt is from the devil. One of the things that Tia said that during their journey for children that almost made me cry. I, I just remember that f to this day. She had reason because she'd had over 10, 11 miscarriages at that time, couldn't have a baby. She had reasoned out, maybe God doesn't want us to have children. I said, no. See, see the natural I mean, after all this time, Pastor, after all this money, after all these miscarriages, maybe God don't want me to have a child. <laughs> I said, no. So I reasoned back in the world. I said, you know, it's prostitutes having babies? People that's hooked on drugs having babies? With the babies coming out hooked on drugs? Teenagers having babies? And here you are, a holy woman of God, married to a man of God, and God don't want you to have a baby? Come on, somebody. But that physical realm made her doubt. And sometimes we'll change our prayer because everything around us says, you're too old to get married. You got too many this and that to get married. This is your fourth marriage. You can't get married. And four, I mean, you know. I know if it's wise to keep getting married. <laughs> Don't let the devil lie to you. Somebody say amen. Everybody say, doubt is from the devil. Doubt is from the devil. You have to resist doubts and rebuke them because they're from the devil, right? So you got to resist doubts 
and rebuke them. Talk to your doubts. I love what uh, uh, my great, my, I guess he'd be my grandfather in ministry. That's what someone said. He said, learn to doubt your doubts. <laughs> I love Jason Play. He said, he said, you'll confuse the devil. You ain't going to never get it. I doubt that. Wait a minute. I'm doubt. I know. I doubt you. <laughs> How you doubt me? And I, I was sent to make you doubt. No, I doubt you. I doubt the doubt. Somebody say amen. Neutralize it. The devil's stupid devil. He can't figure it out. How you doubting my doubt? You can't doubt the doubt. Yes, I can. <laughs> you rebuke the doubt because it's from the devil. Put your mind, this is, how, this is how you fight doubt. Put your mind on the answer. Put your mind on the answer. God gave you a mind, an imagination, image, right? He gave you a memory to replay your past. Victories. Not failure. Somebody say amen. He gave you a memory to replay your past. He gave you an imagination to preplay your future. Write that down. He gave you an imagination to preplay your future. And I know you got a lot of other stuff in your imagination, sexual fantasies and stuff like that. No, get all that stuff out of there. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. He gave you an imagination to preplay your future. Some of y'all cracking up too much on that. <laughs> well, ten women and one sucking each toe and all. Get all that out your mind. This is all that. A little crazy stuff. That ain't what he gave you an imagination for. <laughs> he gave you an imagination to preplay your future. Somebody say amen. So what should you do? All right. It's something that yoga didn't invent. Eastern mysticism didn't invent. The Bible says we should do what? Meditate. When I was in Hawaii, I looked out over the balcony. We was on the, uh, on the ocean. And it, but you could see over to another uh, hotel and stuff. We was in the Trump Towers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for people that hate Trump. But them hotels is nice. Gave you robes, slippers, and everything. Everything had Trump on. But we looked over the balcony, and there was people out there. In early in the morning till 6 o'clock. Meditate. They had classes. There was somebody leading, and he was doing this. And you saw all the people doing that. False religions known for meditation. Christians known for shouting and complaining. What I say, see the answer, right? Where's that in the Bible? Let's go there. Let's go to uh, Joshua chapter 1. Oh, keep me encouraged now. I, was, I, thought, I thought it was all right. I'm thinking it's okay. Is it okay? All right, Joshua 1.8. Keep the man of God encouraged you. Keep preaching good, amen? All right, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that y'all may observe to do all therein, right? Let's look at it and amplify it. This book of the law shall not depart out of mind, but you shall read, meditate on it day and night that you may carry it out in accordance to that which is written in accordance with all that is written in it. And then you'll make your way prosper. Then you'll have good success. Fill your mind with the answer. How do you meditate? Now, if you go into Eastern mysticism and yoga, they'll tell you part of meditation is what? Visualization. Right? Visualize the answer. See yourself in the bed with your pillow on the other side and somebody's head on it. A nice looking head with wavy hair. That's what Cassie saw. 
and it came to pass. Visualize, not fantasize. Visualize the answer. I mean, you can see yourself on the moon drinking a, a Coke Zero. That probably ain't gonna happen, y'all. That's what I'm saying. We spend our mind, imagination, daydreaming, and imagining stuff that's not gonna happen. No, imagine the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. All right? That's how you that's how you defeat doubt. Right? Because they say, researchers say that deal with the mind, they say the mind cannot distinguish between what's reality and what's imagined over time. That's why porn is so bad. Because it releases dopamine and it, it, it takes your mind and your body through the physical acts over and over and over that you're seeing that's not real, but your mind and body does not know, cannot tell the difference, right? Well, if the devil uses that for his purpose, he didn't create that. He's misusing it and abusing your imagination. God created your imagination so that you could dream and see. And part of it is so that you could pre-play your future. You can see it before you see it. Somebody say amen. So let's go again. Doubt is from the devil. You must resist doubts and rebuke them. Speak out. Speak out of your mouth to doubt. You ever told doubt to leave? Doubt, get out of here in Jesus' name. That's why you got so much of it. Tell it to leave. It's a spirit. Tell unbelief to leave. It's a spirit. And doubt and unbelief is not the same thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right. Get your mind on the answer, not the problem. What would you do if you had the answer? How would you act if you had the answer? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. How would you act if you had what you're praying for? Keep your mind on that. Would you be worried or would you be grateful? Wouldn't it change all your emotions? You remember that? You, you know, well, some of y'all see how that feels. I was going to say, you remember how it felt to be broke? <laughs> I rem Do you remember, Jim? Oh, no, you don't forget. I told my wife the other day, I said, she was getting another, I said, $80? Yes, I just have to have it like every two weeks. I said, like, What? Say, did you remember Lee Presson's <laughs> dollar nail polish at the dollar store, two for one? But I remember what it felt like to be broke. Do y'all remember that emotion? Some of y'all got to remember. It's like a nauseous feeling in the pit of your stomach. You just feel bad and sick all at the same time. Just empty and just a weight, 100-pound weight on your neck and your back and your side. <laughs> and then you get this pain shooting over here, probably because you're hungry, can't get nothing to eat. I know what that feel like. Now, you can be broke in the reality, right? But you believe God and don't doubt in your heart. And start getting your mind on the answer. The money's coming anytime. I already got it. It just got to get in my hand. And it will change all your emotions. It'll change that gnawing feeling. It'll turn your frown into a smile. You'll stop being grumpy. It's a new emotion they call hangry now. You know? Kind of hungry. You angry because you're hungry. Yeah. After you eat some food, you find you like a gremlin. <laughs> Just feed it. <laughs> Little shop hot. Feed me, Seymour. As yeah. so you feed, you fine. Right? Well, use your imagination. Use your imagination. 
right? You got to get your mind on the answer, and the answer is God's word. So that's why he say meditate on the word, because the word is the answer. But when you're applying the word of God to your prayer, the word of God is your answer. Let every woman have her own husband. Man, I would have rocked that till the wheels came off. The Lord, you said let every woman. I'm a woman. I'm a biological woman. It's transformer women getting married. Come on, somebody. I'm a real woman with some ovaries. And your word said, let every woman have her own husband. I ain't got to settle for somebody else's husband. Come on, somebody. Get your mind on that answer. And you start rejoicing and praising God. Even before it come, but knowing it's on the way. Somebody say amen. You ought to shout about that. Whew, I thought I was going to get through this, but listen. In order to receive the answers to your prayers, listen to this. It's strong words, strong words. You must eradicate every image, every suggestion. See, when you ain't got nobody, I'm talking to single people, you, all you just see yourself walking down this road of life, lonely, nobody, all alone. You just keep seeing the years come by, the, the, the months come off the calendar, the years rolling by, and then now you older than crap, I'm still by myself. No, don't see that. Eradicate that image. That comes from who? The devil, because all doubt comes from who? The devil. Doubt is from the devil. You must eradicate every image. This is how to get your prayers answered now. Every suggestion from outside people, outside sources, inside voices. Listen to this. Visions, dreams, impressions, and feeling, and all thoughts that do not contribute to your faith and that do not affirm that you have what you ask God for. Now, I want, I, want, I, want, I want to camp out right here because we got a lot of people in here. I'm spiritual. God speaks to me. I know God speaks to me. We got a lot of these people in here. And sometimes can't tell you nothing. And I've, I've come up against this a lot with people who say, I know God said this. I know I had a dream. If your dream does not line up, with the word of God. It's from another source. And the devil can give you dreams. Oh God. I got a couple of stories. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this story. Um, this is from Kenny Hagen. I've seen this happen to people. So many times. So many times. So many times. He says, reject anything that contradicts the word of God. Listen to this story. Friend of mine, a minister friend of mine, had a good church. He had built, he had pastored for 25 years. He had built up a notable work. He was in his 50s. But he was going to have to quit his work because of a physical deficiency. His physical condition hindered him and kept him from doing his best. He was a full gospel minister, but still didn't know how to believe for his healing. As the minister awoke one morning, he saw someone standing in the room shining apparel. He thought it was Jesus. That someone said, it is not my will to heal you. And he believed it was God. So if you see a vision and it looks like Jesus, you believe it's Jesus, and he says not my will to heal you, then doubt sets in, you're not going to believe for healing anymore. I don't care what you think you dream. If it counters and contradicts the word of God and what you're standing for and believing for, you reject it. Because the devil can bring you a dream. Those of y'all who work in the spiritual gift, every dream you have is absolutely 100% right. Wrong. You test every spirit. And if it's against the word of God, come on. You got a dream. You know, Alice over there got a dream. She dreamed 
my husband died and I'm married to somebody else. No, we reject that. Somebody say amen now. <laughs> and y'all, people in the spirit field movement, our churches, they get thrown off because I'm, oh, I'm in the room, I'm getting a manifestation to they get thrown off because they think they had a dream. They saw an angel, this, that, and the third. Now God showed me in a dream, he going to be my husband. He married to somebody else. That's adultery. You resist that. Here you go, start blinking and flirting with him and, and, and <laughs> all this extra giggling. no. No, 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 no. Like my wife, you say, why she all up in your face? Always all up in your, that was back in the long time when we first got married. <laughs> she don't care no more. She ain't got nothing on me, baby. <laughs> and she thinks she wants you. She might not want you when she got you. <laughs> That's after 30 years of marriage now. You got to test things, whatever you think you hear or saw. Somebody say amen. amen. If it contradicts the word of God, see? And whatever that someone that looked and sounded like Jesus was, it contradicted the word of God. Matthew 8, 17 says that it might be fulfilled that was spoken uh, by Isaiah the prophet. He took, he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Jesus took our sicknesses. Bible says over in Acts, what is it, 10, 38, he, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. It's God's will for you to be healed. Bible says by whose stripes we were healed. And the devil tried to tell you, well, it's not my will to heal you. It's a lie. Somebody say, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Right? It's a lie. And those lying thoughts will come to you and cause you to doubt the promises of God. Is that good? What did I say? You must resist all doubt. Don't permit doubting words, doubting thoughts, or doubting imaginations. If you, you know, Paul said, I think over in Galatians, maybe it was, he said, who is bewitched you or something like that? He said, it's even, if an angel come to you speaking another gospel, if you see an angel materialize with all the wings and everything, and he telling you something else, there's another name by which a man can be saved other than Jesus, he say, let that angel be accursed. And the devil can do signs, wonders, and miracles. Don't just believe something because I got a word in some church or some prophetess. And that's usually, you know, prophetess. She prophesied over me. Some woman pastor. Who pastoring her own husband. Tell her to prophesy to her husband so he'll grow up and be, be a man and get a spine so she don't pastor him. While she trying to prophesy to you all this stupid stuff. Believe not every spirit. Somebody say amen. And when I'm talking to people, I'm prophesying to people in this church or whatever, give you word. Man, if that word don't confirm something or go off in your spirit, you put that on the shelf. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to listen to me. Do what you feel like the Lord is saying. Somebody say amen. Is this good or not? If the, it, it was the devil that brought that minister to division. The minister accepted it. God doesn't propagate doubt and unbelief. Every image, suggestion, vision, dream, impression, feeling, and all thoughts that do not contribute to your believing that what you have <clears throat> that you have what you asked for should be completely cast down and eradicated. They should be replaced by the word of God. Now I'm telling y'all, those of y'all who try to flow in the gears 
Now, got spiritual gifts, you got to watch it right here. Now, over the years, I've gotten pretty skillful at my gift and know when it's God, know when it's me, know when it's, when it's on my own suspicions or something like that. But, y'all, you got to be careful right here. And if you're growing, always submit what you believe you heard to somebody else who is more mature and more sure of the gift. Right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. 3, 1, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10. Put it in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians 10. For, uh, three, yeah. for though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we're not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh. So you can dream in the flesh. Because we go back to that fantasy stuff. We know we can, right? We, you can have dreams that are powerful in the flesh. Fleshly dreams. Have nothing to do with God. Have nothing to do with God. And just because you dream it don't mean nothing. You know, we do altar calls all over the country. Kids come up every church we go to. My son's been with me a lot of those times. My wife's been every, every, every church we go to around the country. Kids will come up if they feel like they're free to do that in that church for you know, I'm struggling with homosexuality and bisexuality. And then when you really get to talking to them, it's because they had a dream. Well, it's in the air. It's on television. The devil's bringing, it's a suggestion, but if they accept it. So many times, teenagers and children are tormented. I had a dream. I slept with my sister or brother. Did you sleep with your sister or brother? No. Okay. It's a dream. What should you do with it? The Bible's going to tell us what to do with it. Hello? <laughs> and if you got dream catchers up in your house and car, why don't you take that stuff, burn it, and throw it in the trash? I'm in the house right now. Sometimes you make them in school and all that stupid stuff. That's a vehicle. We don't make an idol out of dreams. And some of y'all got dream books, dream interpreting books. Throw that stuff in the trash. If God give you a dream and he wants you to know what it means, he going to give you the interpretation of it. People come to me. Pastor, I had a dream that I was eating some Doritos and I was standing in the trash can and then a snicker bar flew past my face. Maybe you was hungry. Maybe you need deliverance from junk food. I don't know. You're going to put up some books online. I know I'm in the house. What do dreams mean? The meaning of the dream. They can't tell you the meaning of the dream. Did Joseph have a book from Amazon about what dreams meant? Or did he have the gift of interpreting dreams? I'm in the house today. Living your life by that superstitious stuff. No, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the children of God. Not dreams, not horoscopes, not palm readers, not he is Sagittarius and I'm a Scorpio and we never get along. Some of y'all are passed up the man in your dream talking about he a cancer and Libros, Lib Leos don't get, come on y'all. Stupid stuff. No, the weapons of warfare are not carnal. That's carnal. That's fleshly. Carrying on. We're not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh, using the weapons of man. Next scripture. Woo, Jesus. Whenever. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, strongholds. Keep going. We are destroying sophisticated arguments. See, that was a sophisticated argument the devil did. Showing up looking like Jesus. Why would the devil do that for that one man? I keep telling you why. Because every time you believe God for something, 
and you get it by faith, you take territory from the devil. He knows that. Every, destroying every sophisticated argument and, and, and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive. Every thought. Women, this is hard for women to do. <laughs> they say men are like waffles. We can compartmentalize our mind. Y'all like spaghetti. Your mind's doing this all the time. But you got to stop it. You know you can cut spaghetti? Put it in a bowl? <laughs> and then cut some more spaghetti and put it in another bowl? You can section off stuff. It don't have to run together. No, it say bring captive every thought. And I want some of y'all to practice just stopping thoughts. Some of y'all, there are people in this room, you have lost control of your mind. You cannot stop a thought. Do you know you can stop a thought? And God has told me several times, he say, don't even think about that another moment. Don't think about it. Now, if God tell you not to think about something, you cannot think about it. But it, it can be hard, especially if you're tied to your mouth, you're mad about it. You sad about it? You say, don't think about it. Wait a minute, how hard is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand what it did to me. No, bringing captive, taking every thought captive. And we can't do it carnally. We do it with the weapons of our warfare. And there's going to be mental warfare waged against you when you write it down, put it in the box, and say, I'm standing on the word of God. Here come the thoughts. Here come the sophisticated arguments as to why. Well, maybe God doesn't want us to have a child. Was that a lie? I'm sitting there looking at the will of God sitting right next to you. She's writing on her paper. He over there coloring something. Was it a lie? Say, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Yes, it is. And you got to bring that thing in. Because if I don't let that thought stay captive, I said, don't, don't, don't think that. No, don't say that, baby. We got real serious because we had to bring that, cap, that thought captive. If, we, if she don't let that, that thought run free, she wouldn't have no children. It's not God's will for me. Courtney is just not, I guess we have to adopt. I guess we have to do foster care. It's just not God's will. How many people are believing the lies and thoughts because they don't know how to bring them captive <laughs> to the obedience of Christ? Go to the next one. Being ready to punish every act of obedience. Not you, them demonic spirits. Somebody say amen. <laughs> oh God. I'm not getting through this. This is why I needed more time. Doubt is spelled with a B. Why? Because the root word of doubt is double. Now, I've been saying that for years, but I looked it up uh, in one of these dictionaries online and found out what I said was really true. There, this is from some dictionary online. There are only two base words in the English language that have the letters D-O-U-B. One is doubt, the other is double. It turns out that if we look into their history, we can see that they both derive from the same Latin forms. Do bear. <clears throat> the meaning of double, too, is reflected in a deep understanding of doubt. See, when we doubt, when we hesitate, we second guess ourselves. Second, two. When we have doubts about something, when we have questions or confusions, I had to answer a question, 
maybe, maybe we're not supposed to have. So she, one time, one mind she's believing God for true. She wants a child. Then she said, well, maybe not. Second thought. Second mind. Right? Second guessing. We have doubts about something when we have questions or confusion. I had to answer the question. No. No, it is God's will. When we have questions or confusion, we have two minds. Historically, before English began to borrow words from the French, it already had a word for doubt. The old English word was to again. T-W-E-O-G-A-N. A word whose relationship is to the number two is clear in its spelling. Before we took the, the Latin word and created the word doubt, the old English word for doubt was to again. Two minds about the same thing. Is this good or not? James 1, 5 through 8 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and upbraid if not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. That's what so many Christians are. It's like the wave of the sea, up and down. If their emotions say they feel good today, they feel good. If their emotions say they're not going to get it, they feel down. Driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he should receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man or a doubting man is unstable or a woman is unstable in all their ways. So here I am. I'm going to stay with the single women motif since I started with that one. I believe in God. I saw Cassie. She went and tried on dresses. I'm going to go try on dresses. I'm believing for my man. Then the next week, why does it take so long? I'm too old. It ain't coming. And then I go sleep with Leroy. There's no hope. A double-minded man, a doubting person, is unstable in all their ways. Up, down, all around. A double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways. And everything he thinks, feels or decides. That's why you cannot let your mind run wild. Carnal mind. That's why you cannot be driven or dictated to by your feelings. And all you hear some people say, I feel, 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 I feel like this, I feel like that. That made me feel. You don't know how that made me feel. I feel. Is the word of God first place? Is God preeminent or your feelings? That's all you're talking about? All the time. We walk by, not by feelings. You can't and walk the walk of faith. Somebody say amen. Mom went back to school at 50-something, got a master's. Did you feel like it, Mom? Did it get hard? Did you want to quit? Yeah, you can't do nothing depending on some feelings. Anybody ever got a degree in here? Did you feel like it? <laughs> we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Somebody say amen. Now, Doubt and unbelief are different. Doubt, to have doubt is to believe and have unbelief at the same time. Mark 9, 23, 24, Jesus told the man with the son that was epileptic, having seizures, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He had, believe, he had two minds. He was doubting. He was double-minded. He believed that the boy could be healed, but then he had unbelief that the boy would never be healed at the same time, right? Now, unbelief, pure unbelief, is willingly rejecting and believing that God can do something. Look at Mark chapter 6, 5 through 6. And I'm, yeah, I guess I am going to finish. And he, Jesus talking about Jesus, he could there do no mighty works except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Go to King James. 
and he marveled because of their unbelief. Like, they didn't believe him because they said, this is little Jesus boy, you know, little Joseph and Mary's son. We know them. We know his brothers and sisters. They grew up down the street, down there on Nazareth Boulevard. We know them. <laughs> right? And they had unbelief. They weren't doubting Jesus. They had unbelief. It wasn't double. They didn't believe at all that he could do nothing. That's unbelief. So he said, well, it's better to have doubt. Here it is. The results are the same though. Still not going to get nothing from God. Whether you believe he can't at all or you kind of believe he can, but then you still don't believe that he can or will, it's going to be the same result. You're still not going to get anything from God. So you got to eradicate all doubt. Resist all doubt. Anything in your mind that said it's not going to happen, it's not God ain't going to do it, it you know, or, or you're not worthy of it, you know. It, it can happen for, for Israel, but it, it can't happen for you because, you know, you, you got that, you know, you got that stuff on your record. You know, you went to jail for this, that, or, or you did, you got, yeah, it ain't, it ain't going to happen. Oh, oh, it happened for, for, for Regina because she bright, but dark women don't get it like that. Y'all, all that stupid stuff that the is lies. What you going to do when you hear another lie in your brain? Huh? Speak to it. Rebuke it. Rebuke it. And some of y'all got so, I, I can smell your thinking from here. It stinks. It stinks because it be written over your, all over your face. You don't have to say. Just stinking. Stinking thinking. All in your mind. All the time. Everything negative. I talk to you is negative. You know, the worldly people, the cosmic people, you're, I don't like her energy. It's true, though. People do have, they, they talk about what they give off, their spirit. Just always negative, pull my off and by. You talk to, oh, this, that, and the third. Oh, yada, yada, yada. I thought, I thought just got to say he, Jesus can work it out, though. You got to change your mind. You want to change your life? Change your mind. You going to pray for something? Don't worry. Don't doubt. Don't pray and worry. Don't pray and worry. Don't pray. If you're going to worry and doubt, don't pray. Wait till you get your doubts out. How can you get your doubts out? The word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on them promises. Sometimes it's better to meditate on those promises before you pray. So when you go in, you know you already fortified against the doubts. Was this good this morning? Come on, give God some praise for the word of God. How to get your prayers answered, 101. How to get your prayers answered.